This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's point at our brackets and see who we have advancing out of the West region here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. I'm Chelsea Messenger. He's KJ Carson filling in for Michael Jenkins. Like I said, Kansas, the number one seed in this region, the number two seed, UCLA. And I think that's where the conversation for me starts, KJ. Uh, I am a big believer in UCLA. I think this is a team that is deep when it comes to experience. They have great guard play, uh, starting with Tiger Campbell, uh, Jaime Jaquez Jr., and also the coachings there for UCLA. So I think this is a tough uh, region for Kansas to make it out of. I think Kansas is going to get out of the region, but I think there are some interesting storylines that develop here. I, you know, look, UConn is in this region. For some people, UConn is a sexy pick. Mm-hmm. It kind of slipped inside of the Big East tournament. But going into it, they were kind of considered one of the dangers there. Um, you've also got uh, Arizona State potentially coming through there. You could be looking at an opening matchup between Arizona State and TCU. And after watching how Bobby Hurley had that team play against Arizona, which is really the game that got them into the conversation of being in the tournament, Arizona State is one of those teams that if they put it together, they can win a couple of games and shock people as a double-digit seed. I have them as a double-digit seed going to the Sweet 16. Uh, VCU is an interesting story out of this out of this uh, side of the bracket as well in their matchup against St. Mary's. I, you know, in that division with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, it's, it's like the two kids who always raise their hand in every single class. They're the only ones that do the work. They're the only ones that do the projects. And everybody else in the division just kind of like, yeah, who else is here? So I don't, but you know, it's either Gonzaga or St. Mary's that advances. It's usually, I have them both getting upset. And they're both in the same part of the bracket, which is really strange. So um, I have Gonzaga going down um, in a second round matchup. So um, it'd be, I think it's going to be the most interesting bracket but at the end of the day, it's the only one bracket that I have a one seed making it to the final four. Oh, so you do have Kansas coming out. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think you're right, because I look at this region and I think you could make a case for several teams advancing out of this region. Even looking at Arkansas, I know their second round matchup will be against Kansas, but this is a mm-hmm. team that usually turns it on in March. Quietly, Arkansas has, what, two Elite Eight appearances uh, in the last, what, couple of years? So Eric Musselman, we know, can get his team going. A very athletic team um, led by uh, just uh, Ricky Council, one of the better players in the SEC. So you look at Arkansas, like you said, St. Mary's a good team coming out of the Western Conference. And uh, Gonzaga, like you said, those two teams are especially good. What about TCU? Because this is a team that has played Kansas pretty closely. If they get hot, it's not a team that I loved betting on this year. But like I said, I just feel like this region has so many teams that can possibly surprise. Yeah, you know, it felt like when um, when Miller came back that they would you would you expected to see TCU really turn on the Jets and really become one of these sleeper teams. They had some impressive wins earlier. Um, but it just seems like they've sputtered. Like, I would put them in a category just below Baylor, where we talked about Baylor earlier that, hey, look, even though they're a, 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 the three seed, they just don't feel like they have that same mojo. I feel the same thing with TCU. 
as a sixth seed where had they had a run a little earlier this season, they could have been a three or they could have been a four or five seed and they've been one of these teams slipping, not like a Providence slip, but they've been slipping. And I think it continues to happen. And I think they're ripe for an upset really in their opening match. Okay. So if these odds are correct, it's a little surprising to me that UCLA is three to one to make the final four, which is shorter odds than Kansas. Kansas is plus mm. 350 to make the final four. What do you make of that? Maybe Kansas goes out early. Do you, Maybe hmm. Kansas, Arkansas could be where some people are seeing the play that you mentioned, that, that, that Kansas could be an upset victim as early as Arkansas. Um, I don't see, like, or if they see that UConn makes a run mm -hmm. through that little area, let's say UConn defeats Iona and then goes on to v, uh, beat either VCU or St. Mary's then maybe the belief that uh, UConn versus Kansas could be a problem. That could be the easy. That, that, that could be the reasoning why you see that. Yeah, I really like UC, uh, UCLA to go to the Final Four. I think that's who I'm going to pick out of this region. I'm feeling a little gun-shy, though, because I really liked UCLA last year, and they lost to North mm. Carolina uh, in a really tight game. Just looking at the spreads on these games, are there yeah. any games that you have a strong gut feeling on? Howard to cover 21 and a half. <laughs> Look, they have some skills players that could get that game 90 to 72, you know, get it to 18. It's going to be very close. Could they lose by 18? Sure. 22, maybe not. So that's a game that I might be tempted to play Howard uh, covering the 21 and a half at the 116 game. Plus, um, plus Kansas may start to play some role players as that game gets over 10 points, uh, over 12, 15 points, maybe with three minutes left. Howard may get a couple of layup baskets to kill say what might be a, say a 25 point lead gets it down to 18, but there's no threat. So <clears throat> I like Howard to cover that 21 and a half. It's a bit of MEAC Homer uh, Homerism for me here. If that's what, if, if you want to call it that um, I went to A&T. So we used to play Howard. We're not in the same division. The over is at 145 and a half. I do like that because I could see Kansas putting 90 on the board. So I like the over, but I also like Howard to possibly cover to cover the uh, the twenty one and a half spread. That's that's just kind of gargantuan. Yeah, I think you can also make a case in the first round that some of these big time teams could be coming out sluggish, and it's not even mm -hmm. a matter of motivation, which you know might be the case as well. If you're a top seed and you're playing somebody who does not match up well against you, it's also that you're playing on a neutral court you've had a bit of a layoff. Like, what's the biggest layoff they have during the season? This has to be the biggest layoff, Christmas. right? Uh, yeah, be probably Christmas. Between games? Tournament. Yeah. yeah. Christmas, maybe, yeah. Um, yeah, I, you, you know, I think... It, will it be an extensive blowout? Yes. I think some of these big teams, your UCLA's, your Kansas's, it only becomes a story if they win by less than 10, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking about winning by 10 twice, for Kansas over Howard. I don't think that's necessarily – do they have the ability to? Yes. Do, will they file it necessary? I don't think so. UCLA, however, as a two seed, 
they're probably going to say, yeah, we're going to get this 18 and a half against UNC Asheville, right? Because they're going to want to show their might and their teeth to say, hey, Kansas, you're putting up these points. We're doing it too. So from a number one seed, not as much as, say, from a number two seed, where in the past we have seen upsets of 15 twos from teams just falling asleep and it being really sluggish to the point where it carries through the entire game. I believe the UCLA game is one that the BetQL model really likes. It's a five-star play. Uh, UCLA laying the points 18.5 against UNC Asheville, and I think it's based on the defense because we were yeah. talking about this, how we think defense is probably more consistent than relying on like hot shooting, and UCLA mm -hmm. has a great defense, and maybe they can force some turnovers against a UNC Asheville team that's pretty turnover-prone. I don't know if all of that is going to talk me into – laying 18 and a half points like if I had to pick a side maybe it's UCLA but I just don't have any interest in laying double digits in the first round like there are too many you know factors like I said teams being rusty after not playing for a while you know just general um you know changes in environment are you gonna lay double digits in any of these first round matchups I could see UCLA because you can you could kind of see the 15-2 run you know, that's the other thing about some of these early games. While it can be rust, the other side of it can be the immediate blowout. You know, when they hit that, mm -hmm. da, 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 you're like, wow, this game just started. And then you hear Jim Nance say, UCLA's on a 15-2 run. And you look at the clock and it only says 14 minutes. <laughs> you're like, they don't even get to the 12-minute, you know, whistle blow. Like, it, it, can, it can happen fast, you know. Um, so, yeah. This is one of those games where I, I can see UCLA throttling, especially coming off of losing the Pac-12 championship. They have something to prove, and sometimes they usually take it out on the first team that you see. All right, here's another question. If mm. you think this is probably one of the toughest regions, do you think that is an advantage or a disadvantage for whoever that comes out of this region? Like, would you say, oh, well, they've been battle-tested. They've had to play against all of these top teams, they're going to be ready to go uh, come the national championship or the final four or whatever. Or do you think that they're going to be worn down and battered and bruised from going toe to toe from some of these other great teams? You know, of all the regions, this seems to be the region that has the least emotional pull, right? Like we talked earlier that Texas will potentially face Texas A&M in a sweet 16 uh, in a, in a, you know, a potential second round, round of 32, yeah. yeah, second round matchup. So Kansas UCLA doesn't really face these, maybe UCLA Gonzaga, you know, uh, but, you know, is there anyone that Kansas says, oh my gosh, we see early Arkansas potentially, uh, I guess, you know, Kansas and Arkansas are technically two places right next to each other. But, you know, it doesn't have the emotional pull as some other, um, some of these Regions. other brackets do like, yeah, like Houston versus Texas, potentially, or Alabama versus uh, potential uh, a, a two seed in Arizona. So, you know, I, I or Marquette and, and, and or potentially Purdue, if we're just talking chalk. So I, I, this is the one where I feel like this is the least heavy lifting that has to be done by who comes out of this out of this region. I get the point you're making. Uh, let's look at the national championship odds for some of these teams because I think both of us uh, like some of the teams out of this region. Kansas right now the second favorite along with Alabama to win the national championship 
eight to one over at BetMGM. And I like UCLA, especially at 12 to one to win the national championship. At least that way, if they even make it to the national championship game, you have some hedging opportunities because I think that's what you're doing. When you are trying to pick a winner, even if they just make it to the national championship game, you will at least have a very good hedging opportunity. Yeah, that's the great thing about it is because round by round, you can determine if you want to jump off a team or stay with the team. So that's that's really the cool thing about March Madness is you don't have to take them at the very beginning and odds are going to adjust as the rounds adjust too. Oh, for sure. One of the best betting markets of the year, March Madness. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.